Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any. Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a monster Monday that we are once again recording on a Sunday evening presented by DraftKings. Goodness knows I love those dudes. They have been great for the podcast. You have all been great for the podcast. Please help us grow this thing. We would really appreciate your help, sincerely. And there's a few ways you can do it. You can just tell people about what we're doing, or you can spread the word via social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and wait for it, TikTok now. At Ross Tucker NFL on all of them. I'm not asking you to go on a platform you're not already on, but whatever platform you are on, please make sure you're following us and liking the posts. It means a great deal. We also love those of you that take advantage of our sponsors. So many good ones, uncommon goods. It's incredible how many awesome Mother's Day ideas they have. LinkedIn, you guys know I already think is the bomb with my work, especially with interns, but even full-time jobs too. How about UFOS? I cannot wait to tell you guys about UFOS. I had no idea. The most comfortable flip-flops, shoes, whatever I've ever worn, ever. And then Lumen Skin is incredible as well. Love our sponsors. Please take advantage of them. Love those of you that have subscribed to YouTube. You know it doesn't cost anything, right? You just go to youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and you just click the thumbs up. And that way you'll get notified when we have a new video that I know a lot of you like. We post the highlight clips of the other shows. That way, either on social media or on YouTube, you can see what we think is the best of the best of the college draft where we're talking front seven Tomorrow morning with Emery Hunt or even Money Podcast where we'll have Evan Silva talking about betting on the NFL draft this week. Fantasy Feast, Andrew Brandt's Business of Sports. Love it, love it, love it. Almost as much as I love getting a chance to talk to a current player. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. As promised, we are joined by one of the best young players in the NFL. 
He's an all-pro cornerback for the Baltimore Ravens. I got a chance to meet him and get to know him a little bit at the broadcast boot camp in L.A. last week. Marlon Humphrey. Marlon, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, happy to be here. Uh, I know a follow-up kind of conversation from uh, broadcast boot camp, so uh, happy to be here. So check him out on social media, by the way, at Marlon underscore Humphrey, because Marlon's got a lot of things going on on and off the field that you should be aware of. Let's start, though, Marlon, with where we met at the broadcast boot camp. Why'd you go? What, what, what are you looking to do? Do you know you want to do media? You're just kind of exploring it. Why were you there? So for me, um, I've, I've always, uh, I guess in school, I used to always want to like, man, what do I want to do when I get older? What do I want to do when I get older? And so it took me about my last year of college when I went back. I left college early, went back to school. And one of those last two semesters, I said, I think I finally found out what class I like doing, and it was public speaking. And kind of from there, um, I've always had a dream job of being on TV, but it really kind of clicked all together then. And ever since then, I've kind of been trying to figure out how to figure out and set up and figure out if this is the right fit for me. And so broadcast boot camp was great. It, I left out of there like, shoot, I, I, I knew I wanted to do this, but now I for sure want to do it. So it was a really great event. I really appreciate you guys and all the people that helped in the NFL for putting on such a great event. That's awesome, man. Uh, I'm curious because obviously I've been in it for a while. I go to the boot camp every year. Like what was, what was the biggest surprise to you or biggest takeaways you know, what, what jumped out to you the most that maybe you had no idea? The, the biggest takeaway would be, for, for me, would probably be these, you know, these just about everybody, radio, TV, like almost everyone watches, has to watch a lot of film. You know, I, I watch a lot of film in my job, of course, but I'm mainly looking at the the bigger picture and then a lot of times singling out, you know, this amount of receivers. I'm not really looking at the running backs. I'm I'm hoping I don't make many tackles anyway. I'm hoping the linebackers do that. So uh, you have to kind of have a pretty good grasp on really everyone, the linemen, the defense, like everyone. And so that's probably the biggest takeaway was everyone watching. You have to watch a lot of film to be really good. And it kind of – it applies to football. Um, you know, the, the good ones, they stand out because they do X, Y, Z and the, you know – Guys are just kind of average. They they probably don't do that. So it's it kind of a uh, a lot of it resonated to a uh, a typical NFL player's daily lifestyle. It's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, that there's no question that I think a lot more preparation goes into it than guys realize. Especially if you want to be good, right? I mean, especially if yeah. you want to do well with it. Uh, what you've done very well with is playing corner for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, 2019, your first team All-Pro, which not very many guys get to be first team All-Pro. 2020, you get the big contract. Obviously, both awesome, awesome accomplishments. Is there one that meant more to you than the other? How do you compare those two? Um, I, I think, uh, man, I, you know, I came into the NFL with um, – expectations of you know I've always I've always wanted to you know get a get a pro bowl and and because my dad did that he got to the super bowl didn't win it so still got to get that super bowl um 
you know, with with playing well, you know, you kind of think you'll sign a contract. But, you know, I was never really – I always wanted that, but I never really was, you know, thinking about it. And I think um, that ended up being really special, um, mainly because, you know, me and my family, we've really been in this, you know, for, for a long run. And I think early on when I told my dad, you know, I wanted to play in the NFL, it kind of all hit me kind of – he 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 pushed me to to help me get there along with my mom and i mean there there's there's many things that i look back on that i was like man my dad's you know being hard on me and this that, and the third um and it, it was all kind of to get to to get to that goal of reaching the dreams that i told him i wanted to do so that that was a that was for sure uh probably more special moment just cuz i felt like that was a that was a whole family thing you know whether it's my brothers and sisters we were competing back on Sundays after church at, at Hoover High School, everybody doing their own sport. I mean, there was, it was just so much that went into that, um, and I felt like it was, a, it was a true family win, so I would have to for sure save the contract. And I was able to be fortunate to stay with the Ravens, which which made it even even greater, you know, a team that uh, I loved the way the organizations run and didn't have to hit free agency and all that stuff. So it was really good. It was, it was really special, both of, those, both of those years. That is awesome, man. I mean, that is – I think that's the thing people don't realize. You get a contract like that, it's uh, it's life altering and it's also you know family altering, and it is an accomplishment for all of them because they all helped you along the way. You mentioned your dad. You knew I was going to ask you about him, so I actually went right up to Marlin at the broadcast boot camp last week for two reasons. Number one, we have a mutual friend here in Central Pennsylvania, and then number two. I remember distinctly watching his dad tear up Penn State. I think it was 87. It was a night game. And Bobby Humphrey, I mean, he was the guy. I mean, he was one of the two or three most well-known college football players. Absolute stud running back for Alabama. I guess I'm curious, Marlon, give me the pros and cons of your dad being Bobby Humphrey. Um, Man, with that. Uh, the, the the pros well i guess i'll start with the cons first um i guess growing up you know everyone i, I think i think i knew maybe he was kind of famous but i think i mean i guess not really a con but you i think he would come to you know uh kid school lunch day or dad lunch day and everyone's he's going crazy getting the autographs and all that stuff and you know going into bam everyone's always mistaking you for Hey, you Bobby's son, like these aren't really cons, but they're just you know, a lot of times you were never really called Marlon. It was always Bobby's son and and different things. And then you got the, you know, I he actually pushed me to play defense as opposed to running back. Um, so you'll have a lot of those. Um, you know, hey, offense, offense, running back. Um, uh, but but the pros uh, far out outweighed the I don't even know if those were cons, but far outweighed those cons. And I think, you know, when I went to Alabama, it was like the relationships he made. I'm happy he made some good relationships there because <laughs> when I got there, I kind of just picked up some of those. And, you know, a lot of the different things he did um, with, with his platform and how he's treated people, um, it, it, it was it was really a, a blessing to, to follow underneath those footsteps, play it as all the modern, and it, it was great. Um, you know, a lot of uh, – a lot of people compliment his game and, and different things, and they really compliment the man he is. So that's that's what makes it special as well. Did you feel pressure to um, you know of expectations? I can just picture you being like nine years old, 
and P and the coaches being like, what would your daddy say about that? Or, you know, you got to play like your daddy. I, I've always wondered what that was like. Um, There was, I, so I come from a very athletic family. My brother played football at Arkansas. My dad was, and if I run it back, my mom was a UAB track star. She, she held a record for a long time at UAB. Um, my sister ran track at UAB. So growing up for me, it was, I just wanted to be like my older brother and my older sister. Uh, so the, the expectation was, was for sure put on me to, to get a scholarship that I put on myself. And then for others, they kind of just assumed that I would be pretty good at football and different things because of my dad. And it kind of sprinkled down to my little brother. My little brother played basketball and he went to, uh, he went D1. He's, he's currently figuring out where he's going to go now. He transferred. But I remember going to a high school football game and I walked up to a college coach and he had Marion Humphrey on the list to to recruit him at the game and to watch for him. And my little brother didn't even play football. So it was it was <laughs> that expectation just went down from from my older brother to me to my little brother who wasn't even playing football. But he had coaches there to to give him a shot and check him out. So the expectation definitely runs in the family and um, everyone in my family was able to get a full athletic scholarship. So I guess the expectations were uh, were set and they were. Uh, they were uh, completed um, by the time we all graduated. Best advice your dad ever gave you? Best advice my dad gave me. We, I come from a very spiritual family. They, they definitely raised us in the church. And one of the, the best things he probably ever told me was it costs it cost to play with, with the enemy. And what I got from that is there's so many things we get tied up with in this world that are, you know, away from, God's plan and it really just ends up costing you a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of just unnecessary situations um, whether it's you know drugs and alcohol and too much and this and that and bad decisions here trying to get this and that and when I just look back on it man it staying staying grounded and staying humbled um, that's, that's the way God intends for it and once you get you know head over heels and you know too high and mighty that's that's when when the enemy comes in and plays lots of tricks on you and it'll it'll really cost you a lot of your time and a lot of times cost you your life and I think that's you know he told me that in high school if I'd have listened to it as much as I listen to it now would I I'd have a lot more money to my name I'll say that but um it uh it really it really stuck with me and uh I began to really understand it a little bit as I got older. It's awesome. All right, so. Uh, my listeners and people that check us out on YouTube, they love learning stuff about football. So one thing that's really interesting about you, and I did a couple of your games last year. Again, I did a couple Sunday night games down there on Westwood one, the radio, the chiefs game, the Browns game, a couple wins for you guys, by the way, you play in the slot a lot. Yeah. I think earlier in your career, you're outside. Now you play in the slot. I, I guess just start with that. Are, do you feel like those are two different positions? Or at a minimum, Marlon, what, what are the biggest differences between being an outside corner and a slot corner? Definitely a big difference. I think lining up outside, you know, you got to – you have a lot of space out there. Um, it's, you know, you're, you're truly on an island. Um, and in the in the inside, it's, it's really the same thing depending on the team. You know, a lot of times guys can just – run this way or run that way, um, and it's really hard to get hands on. But if you really watch you know, NFL games, a lot of times the ball is always going to the guy in the slot, whether it's the, the, the slot receiver, the tight end. A lot of times 
a lot of those small intermediate passes that really get the offense flowing are done in the slot. And now you see teams, do I want to put two linebackers in or do I want to put a safety down kind of in the box? You know, you want that. The game is changing so much where there's so many receivers, but teams do still run the ball. So you want to, that was kind of the idea and the vision. You want to have a, a corner that can, you know, cover, of course, but a guy that can be, you know, really physical um, as well. And so when um, Tavon went down that year, they kind of uh, introed me to the to the inside uh, corner or slot corner. And uh, I, at first I just shadowed uh, two slot guys. We, pay, we played the Bengals. And so I shadowed Boyd and then we played Juju and I shadowed him in there. And then after that, we decided, hey, what what do you just stay in there kind of? And, and it flowed really well. If you can have two, if you can have two great corners, on the outside, I think it was Marcus Peters and Jimmy Smith at the time, and then you can also have a, a really good one in the, in the nickel. It, it can work really well, and I think you you see Jalen Ramsey did a lot of that this year, um, playing that inside. You know, their best guy on their team, and he played he played more inside than outside. But it just makes you be able to just put put a guy that's really good and just kind of disguise him all over the field to where offense can't. Okay, Jalen's going to follow our best guy. So we'll kind of plan our offense accordingly this way. When you put them in that nickel spot, whether it's man, whether it's zone, whether he's blitzing, you have such a bigger influence on the game. And you're kind of – you put the defense kind of in control as opposed to the offense. That's interesting. Um, I guess you kind of answered this. Wh- which one do you think is more important, outside corner or the slot corner? I think it really depends on the, the team and what you have um, at depth. I think if you got, you know, Darius Williams and the other guy the Rams had, they had two pr- two pretty decent corners to where you were able to put Jalen inside. The year when the past, the year when I went all pro and the year before, we had Marcus Peters and Jimmy Smith and a couple other guys. But, you know, if you kind of got two guys that you don't feel that comfortable with on the outside, I think you got to you gotta put them back outside. But I think in a ideal defense, I think the most – I don't know, man. It's hard to really say, but I would, I would probably say, in a typical game like situation where, you know, superstars are everywhere, you'd probably want to have that guy. Oh man, you probably want to have that guy outside. But if if you have a if you have the chance to where, you know, they're they're a tricky offense, I think putting them inside is probably uh, better for the benefit of the game. Last question on that is. Um... Which one do you like better? It feels like the the slot corner, you're going to have to be more physical, make more tackles, get in the run game more, and kind of feels like that that slot receiver has more of a two-way go. You don't have the you don't have the sideline there to help you. It just seems like the 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 slot corner would be would be tougher, but I don't know, maybe you like that. Yeah, no, slot corner is definitely tough. That that's actually something I never ever saw myself playing. Um but when they asked me to do it, I, I really, I'm a guy that I don't really, um, I don't really say no to, to much when it comes to what, you know, coaches think I could do best. Um, so it, it, uh, it was something I never saw myself doing, but I ended up doing it. Um, that two way go gets very, very tricky. Um, so I, I, uh, for, for me, I, I kind of just wherever the coaches want me, wherever the, the, the guys feel the most comfortable, whatever really, for me, if we think we can win doing it this way, I'll, I'll play linebacker. Shoot, I, I don't even really, really care, man. I think something that Alabama taught me, I, I redshirted my freshman year. And um, 
when I when I didn't play, it, it put a lot of uh, thoughts into my head, and I kind of made a decision that, you know, the next year, it doesn't matter. Or it doesn't matter really what position they put me at, where I play. I just want to be able to get on the football field, and you know, no matter the capacity. And I kind of took that with me for the rest of my life. You know, no matter what the opportunity I get, it doesn't matter where I'm gonna, I'm gonna just kind of go with the flow and, and try to do my best at it. Last question, Marlon. Um, Got to ask you one about Lamar Jackson. Feels like he's always in the news. You know, I, I think I saw Coach Harbaugh talked about it recently and, and kind of said that, you know, we're ready to do a contract whenever Lamar is. I guess I'm just curious, is he just want to try to be a free agent? Uh, is it like a leverage thing? Uh, any idea? I know it. I know it's not you, but any idea what Lamar's thinking? Because I, I get a little bit nervous with how much he runs and injuries. Like, I want to make sure he gets that life-altering money. Yeah. I think if if I if I knew that answer, I'd I, uh, I'd be a good man. I think Lamar is a very very unique person. It's as as Zimmy, as weird as it is, he's not um he's not money motivated. I mean, whenever you have a conversation with him about about anything, all he talks about is the Super Bowl, and I think he's 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 just he's just very unique um, in, in the fact that he's really you know a lot of people think. He's doing this, that, and the third. I believe that, you know, I'm, I'm not for sure 100% certain, but I feel like I'm 89% certain. All he really wants to do is is win a Super Bowl, and that's kind of – that's really all he's really worried about. He knows he has another year in his deal. He's not really thinking about – he's not thinking about the negatives that can happen. He's only thinking about the positives, and he feels, I have another year left in this deal. I'll, I'll play that year out, and then I'll figure out the rest later. So v- very unique perspective. Anybody that could sign a deal for a hundred and fifty plus million, use will be like, let me get my money, let me get my money. But he's just different. I think that's why I like him so much. He's just a humble guy. But even me, I wish he would go ahead and kind of get that contract as well. But um, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, we're we're as a as a teammate and a player, we're kind of just watching all alongside with him. Check him out on social media at Marlon underscore Humphrey. He's going to do big things in the media. He's still got a long time to play, but I know he's done some podcasting in the past. So uh, especially if you're a Ravens fan, make sure you're following this guy on all social media so that whatever he's doing media-wise, you can you can get after it. Marlon, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, man. I'll uh, Hopefully we'll be doing something again soon. I really enjoyed it. So I told you that Marlon Humphrey would be amazing. Love so many of those stories. How about all seven members of his family getting full scholarships to college? Are you kidding me? I mean, that's just unreal. And then love his dad, the former Pro Bowl running back, being like, uh, play defense, Marlon, play defense. The stuff at the end about Lamar Jackson was really interesting as well. Speaking of interesting that is exactly what I would tell you guys about Unique Goods. It, you honestly just have to check it out. It's an online shop filled with unique, totally unexpected gifts. We know Mother's Day is coming up. Guess what? I, I know she doesn't listen or watch. Um, I'm a little surprised by that. I'm not hurt by it, but you think maybe every once in a while she would listen or watch. But my wife does not listen or watch the show. So I can tell you guys that I got her a gift. For Mother's Day, 
for an uncommon good. Now, I'm not going to tell you what I got her in case one of her friends or somebody else knows. I'm not going to tell you what I got her until after Mother's Day, but that is where I got the Mother's Day gift for her. It's the place to go for thoughtful, original gifts. Ha also has experiences you can gift. High-quality, unique products. I mean, there's so many cool things going on there. They give back a dollar to a nonprofit partner of your choice for every purchase you make. They've donated almost $3 million at this point. Here's the deal. To get 15% off your next gift, go to UncommonGoods.com slash Tucker. That's UncommonGoods.com slash Tucker for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods. They're all out of the ordinary. Tucks Takes. Hey, Russ. Good evening. Uh, let's start with Stefan Gilmore. He signs a two-year deal with the Indianapolis Colts. $23 million, 14 of it guaranteed. Not $14, $14 million of it guaranteed. Just want to clarify. <laughs> so I still think Stefan Gilmore can play at a pretty high level. I think he's a really good fit in the Colts scheme and system. I would love to have known. They, you know, Stephon Gilmore's always kept his business quiet. I, I would love to know what other teams were interested, what other money was offered. But the Colts have sneakily improved this offseason. People aren't really talking about it because it gets overshadowed by the Carson Wentz stuff. But, I mean, you're talking about getting Ngakwe to rush off the edge. Matt Ryan, in my mind, is clearly better than Carson Wentz. Now you they moved Rock Yassin, but you get Stephon Gilmore to play corner. They also got guys that have won, you know, that have Gilmore's been to a Super Bowl and won it. Matt Ryan's been to a Super Bowl. I just I like what the Colts have done. It seems like it's under the radar because and by the way, I think it's amazing that they got as much as they got for Carson Wentz while we're on the topic. So the Colts, by bringing in Matt Ryan and Gilmore and Ngakwe, they're making it awfully clear what they're trying to do, right? Like, they're trying to win this year. And I think the owner has made that pretty clear. Uh, let's talk about the Cowboys. Cornerback Kelvin Joseph is a person of interest in a murder investigation down in Texas. I really don't know what to say about stuff like this other than it appears he was in the car and gunshots came from the car and someone was murdered. Absolutely awful. I believe two people have been arrested, not named Kelvin Joseph. You know, if he didn't pull the trigger, you know, I, I well, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not even commenting on this, but my guess is someone probably told him, you better tell the truth. Otherwise, your career and life might be over. It's incredibly sad and disturbing, even if he wasn't involved at all. I mean, to be in that vehicle is not a good sign. Takes. There's a report out there that Baker Mayfield is, uh, I guess, the leading candidate to get Baker Mayfield to be the Carolina Panthers, and not everybody is thrilled about that idea, including Robbie Anderson. 
Robbie Anderson on Instagram saw some, I think it might have been like a Panthers fan account and just replied on Instagram, no, with a lot of O's to the idea of Baker Mayfield in Carolina. Way to make a guy potentially feel welcome, Robbie. That's one of those things where, in my position, I almost wish now that Carolina does get Baker Mayfield because, like, just to hear Robbie Anderson say, yeah, I didn't mean it. You know, I was just sticking up for my guy, Sam. Like, talk about awkward. So, I really think they need each other. With Seattle having Drew Locke and bringing in, bringing back Geno Smith, I don't know if they want a third guy like Baker or if they want to draft a guy. I think Carolina has two options. Bring in Baker and hope like heck he can play like he does every other year for them and plays well and saves Rule's job. Or go with a rookie and hope that he pans out. Or maybe both. Maybe rules like, listen, let's fire all our guns here. So, Oh, wow. Bad reference right after Kelvin Joseph, by the way. Bad, not intentional, I can assure you. Let's, let's do everything we can, get as many options as possible. So they start the year with Baker. If he falters, then they put the kid they draft in. So he has two chances, essentially, to save his job. If you don't think that these guys are thinking about ways that they can save their job, then you just don't understand the way the NFL works is what I would tell you. And I would also say at this point, if you haven't created a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people, then you're probably not really doing your job either. Look, they got simple tools like screening questions that makes it super easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's very clear that small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors because everybody's there. And I talk to these intern candidates all the time. That LinkedIn is where they go to try to find jobs, period. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Ross. That's linkedin.com slash Ross to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's get to an email, Bri. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address, ross at rosstucker.com. Can't tell you how much I love reading and responding to your emails, especially those of you that have taken advantage of one of our glorious sponsors. So uh, today's question, Mike from Colorado. Uh, Ross, you've talked a lot about maintaining a healthy weight after your career was done. Question is, how did you keep that weight up when you were playing? Was it difficult or uncomfortable? No, it's, it's more difficult to keep my weight down now. So it was not hard for me to weigh 320 pounds, 325. In fact, a lot of years I had to start to kind of watch it 
to keep my weight lower. I didn't want it that heavy. You know, towards the end of my career, I tried to come back down to 312, 308 because I felt like I had lost a little bit of athleticism and explosiveness. So that was actually harder. I had to be a little bit better about what I ate. It was very easy for me to be in the 320s. It's harder now to have discipline. I have no issues having discipline with working out. I work out all the time. Uh, my issues are discipline when it comes to eating and drinking, quite frankly. I really enjoy having a good time. I enjoy eating delicious food. I enjoy drinking delicious IPAs. And so that's something I need to balance. I my new my current philosophy is I try to be good when it's time to be good, you know, Monday through Friday, you know, whatever. And when it's when I'm allowed to be bad, then I allow myself to be bad, whether it's drinking or eating. What's going to happen when this country goes to a four day work week? So, like you know, Bry, I don't I don't follow the news at all. So, like you got you have to tell me. I, I think I saw some headline that some state was it California? I don't remember who, and it's not obviously not a done deal. But there's a movement out there to make it a four day work week. So right there, you'd be less disciplined because you'd have only Monday through Thursday of being good, and now you have three days instead of two days of indulging. You know what I think is interesting about that? Like. My wife has a family propane business. I can assure you, she's still working on Friday. Um, for me, I mean, during football season, legitimately, September through January, I work seven days a week. There's not a day that I'm not doing something to get paid. And frankly, even in the off season, Saturday morning, Sunday mornings, you know, before I do something with the kids or church or whatever, I work probably an hour and a half, two hours at least in the morning after I work out. So I already kind of work seven days a week. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I will say this. I'm a big fan and believer in family time, in making sure you've got the right priorities. Um, you know how much I value my time, but I'm not sure I quite understand the movement to a four-day work week. I do know that I do understand those of you that have become patrons, and I love it, patreon.com slash rtmedia. You automatically get to ask me a question. You automatically get assigned whatever you want. And you also get to be part of our private Slack channel that I was just on before we started recording, seeing uh, Zach Flaherty's baby on Easter, amazing, seeing some of the food and beer that, the guys and gals had this weekend. I love it. It's like our own little private community, patreon.com slash RT media. And you can get a shout out for your business. If you want to be an, I think we're done here. Member pizza boy, brewing sport, of culture, humanheadnyc.com steakhouse sports.com go dash bangles.com and evergreen economics. Let's have an awesome week. I would love if each and every one of you, just did one extra thing. Maybe you listen to one other show. Maybe you subscribe to YouTube. Maybe you do something on social media. That would be amazing. Love you guys. I think we're done here. 
Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.